This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like what you're hearing, which, come on, let's face it, you do. Make sure to tell a friend. You can find us on iTunes, the app, or my site, AllisonRosen.com. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, we've had the good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the way that's a dance again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little scallop potatoes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. We're all here, all of us. Gary? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing it. Podcast yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> that's what I like to do. And there's Matt. What's up? And Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot to follow, Jenna. I, I can't follow. Hi, I'm Jenna. <laughs> That's what I would have done too. Yeah. And me, Allison. I regret have... mine. What'd you say? I regret what I just did now. Really? <laughs> That's the problem with being out there and splashy and and all of that. And it's okay. So we've talked about uh, that thing where you decide that instead of just smiling in a photo, you're gonna have some fun with it. And Chris, you're a, you're fond of having some fun with it. You don't instantly yeah. regret that ever, because that's like the one of the main things I would regret. Hmm. No, I, I think uh, – I mean if although it's not the most flattering image of you, I mean there's, there's a certain energy to it, <laughs> like when you lead with your elbow. <laughs> Chris, are you guys into energy? Yeah, super into energy. That's all. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, not now. <laughs> well, no, now there's no energy the in the room. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> something – OK. So maybe you guys can help me with this, something that I wanted to bring up. Jenna tweeted something and said asking for a friend and that reminded me that for – Easily two years, if not more, I have been working on a tweet, <laughs> been trying to think of a joke where I could say, blah, 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 asking for a friend, but where it would be something that literally you would be asking for a friend. Oh. Hence the hilarity. And I can't think of one. Oh my gosh, I'm going to do it. It's hard. But it's going to take, I know, yeah. It's going to take you a couple years. I can Maybe do it. Maybe the listeners would have one. Like, what's something where you would l- actually literally be asking for a friend? Like, what do I like, what do I want for my birthday? Asking for a friend, but that's not really funny. Any good places to eat in New York? Asking for a friend. So that just, just sounds like you're actually asking for a friend. Right. It has to be something like pop culture maybe, where you would know that that's the person you're asking for, but you don't have to say it. And you're, like, implying that your friend is that person. Maybe. You change the sex. But like, oh, that- any good place to get tampons? Asking for a friend. Mm-mm. And then uh, oh. Oh, Chris, Chris, there's no if way Chris would. If you tweeted that. Yeah, if I tweeted. Oh, my gosh. And Yeah, any, any oh, good place. Oh, maybe. To, yeah, any great feminine hygiene product recommendations? <laughs> asking for a friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess we've done it. I guess it wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. Chris, no, you should start your no, own but composing you would, business. It'd be interesting to figure that out and then tweet a few of them and see how they do. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Of, it's a risk, though. It's a yeah, risk, guys. I, we'd, we'd have to create some kind of other exactly. Twitter account. You'd have account. to at asking for a friend. Right. Is that, See, I, I have no idea what any of this is. Is that like a hashtag or is that <laughs> oh, like no. a Stop it. it. Oh. Stop it. Oh, no. The sad thing is that I'm serious. So, okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, no, don't educate me. Now, by the time people, by the time people hear this, this won't be fresh news, but Matt – 
and Gary uh, went to a movie last night, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. How was it? Fucking, Fucking amazing. excellent. It was really, Pacific Rim, right? Yeah. And we saw an IMAX 3D, and that's how you should see it. It was you really fucking should. great. And I got I to gotta hand it to Gary here because we've been to this IMAX theater before. And Gary said, let's sit in the back row. Ugh. And I was like, why would you ever sit in the back row? But you know what? To IMAX well, is a great reason to sit in the back row. <laughs> but you. that aside, let's, let's, uh, let's take that out of the equation. Let's pretend for a minute that Gary and I are not making out during Pacific Rim. <laughs> okay. If I you're going to go yeah. to an pretend. IMAX theater, back row is absolutely the way to go. <laughs> It absolutely is. And as a regular moviegoer, I found that to be very surprising information. Okay, fill us in. I haven't been to an IMAX movie. S- Wait, IMAX, is that where the, the screen is like on the roof of the theater? No. It's, it's that's like a sort of curve. That's Omnimax, and I don't think that exists anymore. Hmm. That's what I'm talking about. like the Cinema Dome or whatever it's mm-hmm. called at the Arclight. But IMAX is just a massive screen that's... Oh, that's, that's like really, some crazy really resolution. Big. It has to do oh, with so it's just it's just flat in front of you though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's slightly is it, curved. Isn't it kind of curved? It might like concave a in a little bit. Like There's a bunch of fake IMAX out there too, where they just they have these weird like was it like weird projectors like then the new newer IMAX stuff where they can show it on smaller screens, but you got to go to one with like the big curved screen to get the full experience. We have okay. a couple it's real all... IMAX here in Los Angeles. If you don't yeah. live in LA, it can be hard to find an actual IMAX theater, but it has more to do with the way that the movie shot. There's like a specific type of film that you can use that it basically, this is not technical at all, but if you were to take two movies and stack them up on top of each other, that's how tall the screen is. It's like a double screen. It's basically right. what IMAX does. So in a movie like Pacific Rim, that's about giant monsters and giant robots fighting, it was amazing to see it on a huge screen. And when you sit in the back row, you actually can see the whole screen, which was what I was getting yeah, at. Yeah, the screen is the screen is so big that if you sit in the middle, you're looking up most of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's annoying. Even so, your peripherals yeah. will be entertained. Yeah, yeah so, so like <laughs> the back row, you're looking at the middle of the screen. Which yeah, just is, by staring forward, you, you it know, defies you, logic. Like, I, but I, I only know that because I got burned on a movie I didn't want to see like two months ago. Where we sat in the middle and it was just terrible. What movie was it? That's a good question. Like Dark Knight Rises, maybe? No, no, no. Me and Chandler saw it. Uh, whatever it was, it was in 3D, which pissed me off. Give me a minute. I'll think okay. of it. Okay. But, but the, tri- the trick is sitting in the back. Yeah. Trick is sitting in the back, and Pacific Rim was an amazing movie, I thought. It's super nerdy, super geeky, but you know, if you're a 20-something, you grew up watching Transformers, and maybe you don't like the Transformers movies like myself and probably a lot of other people, um, this is the giant fighting robot movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Would you believe that I've never seen a 3D movie? I would believe I don't it. think you're missing that much, really. It, it kind of drives me crazy. I don't like wearing glasses. I don't like things popping Gary out wears of the them screen. At all, all day. No, I, I know, but then when I go to a fucking 3D movie, I don't want to put glasses on over your glasses. glasses? Yeah. Glasses. yeah. Shit. Yeah, I don't like 3D. I don't. This, this, com- this, this part movie. of the conversation is dated, though, because, or not yet, but it will be in due time because eventually they're going to get to the point where the screen itself will be able to be 3D for you so you won't need to put your glasses on. Right. But well, I don't know if I need neat. that it's experience. Really cool. Well, I don't know. Maybe. To me, the. You know, in the 50s when they had 3D, it was all about shit popping out at you. Right. And the 3D of today, at least the good 3D movies, are not about that. It's more about adding depth to what you're already seeing. So it's not that stuff pops out at you. It's that it there's depth. Yeah, like you see stuff like the hills in the background look like they're in the background. I think a lot of times like the animated movies, actually the 3D looks a lot better. But they're getting a lot better. Uh, Pacific Rim being a great example. 
And there's another. Yeah, that's that's one of the best 3D movies I've ever seen. It's not distracting. It's not annoying. There's not a bunch of like shots of you know somebody hitting a golf ball at the screen so that it like you know it's obviously like well here's where we're gonna blow our wad on the 3D. It's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just shot as a movie and it's layered. Yeah, it, you see those scientists way in the background working on that robot back there. Like you see what they're doing and it looks like it's at the back of that room. That to me is it really makes it more of an immersive experience. But is there anything where all of a sudden you're like whoa when you dart out of the way? Eh, a little bit. Not a little bit. It depends not on the movie. That bad in Pacific Rim. I mean. Like the, that Harold and Kumar 3D movie where they were just being slapstick and doing like throwing things at the camera just for that. Those ones were a little bit more jarring, like to like because it's trying to freak you out. But in Pacific Rim, there's no there there. I don't remember very many gratuitous shots that were just for 3D. I, in fact, I can't think of one. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> mm, I won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I think I won't be seeing it. Um, It's not for everybody, but if you're – if you're like a dude who likes a lot of explosions and stuff, like you, it's awesome. I don't know. I loved it. There was I'm, not a I'm, moment. I'm intrigued. I'm yeah, intrigued. Go see it, Jenna. I'm intrigued. <clears throat> is anyone watching Orange is the New Black on Netflix? Not yet. No, really it just came out. Yeah. Are you watching it? No, I haven't started, but I keep reading uh, and hearing that it's really good. However, I did not enjoy House of Cards as much as everyone else, so I've been burned that by listening on, to people. That one's on my list too, but I am watching Ray Donovan. That's good. It's a new Showtime show that yes. started last week. It's Leave Schreiber as a Hollywood fixer. Oh, right. Maybe, I saw the preview for I'll that. Maybe check that one out. That one's good. It did you watch cool. Newsroom? Yes, I did. And what did you think? I watched it again the next day. Is it, wow. wait, is it bad? You liked it that much? Yeah, I love that show, though. I'm, I'm, I don't You're know. You're a Sorkin file? Yeah. I really I like almost all the shit. Okay. What were you going to say, Chris? Oh, I just didn't know Newsroom was back. It just, yeah, it just barely. Well, by the time people hear this, it will have been back for a little while. But, right. Two episodes. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. I think we have an iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. All right. This week's iTunes comment of the week is titled My Relationships, and it comes from Circles00. I wanted to say thank you, Allison, for all of your opinions. Today I listened to one of your podcasts. That's you- what I want to hear from the whole world. Thank <laughs> you. That just like a tiny bit of opinions. emptiness just filled in inside me. <laughs> Go ahead. Today I listened to one of your podcasts where you said the guys you felt comfortable with were never the same ones you felt attracted to. And the discussion over addiction to bad relationships. I have this. I never felt so shockingly understood before you spoke about this. I cut the tie to that unloving relationship I was just given a chance to go back to today. Thankfully, I was listening to your podcast. I've actually had an online nickname of Circles because it was my dis- because of how dysfunctional my relationships are. Then you said normal, responsible, adult-type relationships appeared boring or unattractive. I'm going to try my hardest to break my unhealthy relationship cycle. I'm so lucky to be listening to you with your insight and thoughtful way of expressing things. Just love the podcast. My favorite podcast ever. Thank you. From the last episode, okay. Electronic hug, star, star. Uh, your fan forever, Amanda. Sorry, that threw me because we were just talking about people using stars and asterisks. Oh, to, right, uh, right, right. Yeah. Yes, I think she's saying she's sending an electronic hug. Yeah. Yes. Um, thank you so much. That's so nice. And congratulations for trying to break the dysfunctional cycle, which is really, really hard. And I totally can relate to that, uh, to, the, to the circle thing. Um, I would recommend therapy. Sure. That I mean, that helped me a lot. Um, if you're open to it, I think that everyone can probably benefit from it. Um, yeah. What about you? I mean, I talk ad nauseum 
about all the relationship mistakes that I used to find myself repeatedly making. Do, are you guys people who have been or are drawn to unhealthy relationships? No, I'm a great boyfriend, ladies. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think so. Uh, I think – That was all he had. Just yeah. that uh, I've, I've done only like one real shitty thing in a relationship and that was just uh, – remember last episode when that guy quit his job to go to Bonnaroo? Yes. I did something like that. I had two jobs at the time and I quit – to go on this baseball road trip where we went to go in all the stadiums. And I, so I, on the way to Arizona, I called both of my jobs and quit. At the same time, I left my girlfriend uh, to go do that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is on a six hour notice. So, like, because we were, they had like a goodbye dinner, like, hey, we're going on our road trip. Let's all hang out before we go. And then we were sitting there, and I was just thinking, like, I have to go on this trip. And I was like trying to tell my girlfriend, like, I'm going. I have to go on the so trip. You, so you were attending the goodbye dinner to say goodbye to them. Yeah, and then it just sounded like something I needed to do for some reason. It was just a weird place in my life. And then, uh, Like like going on the trip sounded better than sticking around with her. Yeah. Oh, it, it just sounded better than sticking around at home or mm-hmm. staying home. Like I, I got to go. It's going to be like a month and a half long trip. Just drive to all the baseball stadiums. Sitting and, in the trunk. Sitting in the trunk <laughs> with real friends. And um, <laughs> that actually exists. Yeah, that, that definitely exists. This is not. We weren't in the trunk, were you? No. Were you in a school bus? No. This is a. This is a different one. Okay. I'm sure, you weren't in the and, trunk. Uh, but anyway, so Arizona? I remember just her like <laughs> crying, <laughs> like all night as I'm packing my stuff, uh-huh. and like, and I was just being such a douchebag. Were you breaking up with her, or you're just saying no? I'm, okay. I was just like, all right, see you when I get back, kind of thing. Whoa. Yeah, and it was, I, and like, I, it's it's one of the worst things I've ever done. How and, long had you guys been together? Uh, about a year. Did, did, so you lived together? No, no, um, no. We were we were dating. Like we, she's my girlfriend for a year. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Wow. I want to say like twenty three, twenty two. Like the same age as that guy, I think. Am I see? Am I callous that I feel like that's not the worst thing to do in the world? No, there's worse things to do. I just I don't know. Yeah, I just. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that's I feel that's like the worst it, thing I've done. But I feel so like I'm at twenty three. I mean, you weren't dishonest. You just didn't give her a lot of notice. I mean, I just feel like at twenty three. That's the time to pick up and do something yeah, stupid. Yeah, do something immature and dumb, and I did it. And I remember just calling both my jobs, like, hey, I'm not coming in today. Why? Because I'm in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it was just so immature. Like, I left everything, and uh, one of the things I left was my uh, my girlfriend at the time, and I feel awful. Did she stay with you? Yeah, unfortunately. And then I broke up with her a month later. Like, I well, I guess <laughs> maybe that's... Were you already on your way she, out of the relationship? She hates me. What? I'm surprised she stayed around. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Um, but yeah, it was just it was a uh, it was just really weird. And, like, it, and I think like even now, like I just have this huge amount of guilt about it. Like and and uh, I feel awful. But okay, but if the tables had been turned, would how would you feel if she went on a trip? Uh, Imagine s- that you liked her. Sweet summer with the guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think. Like if – this is obviously a relationship at 23 is different yeah. than, yeah, it than was, it was, something now. It was such a young relationship. But but still – but even now I think if Daniel wanted to do something where he – that was going to take him away from me, I would – you know, depending on how long, it would probably be upsetting to me and I, I wouldn't want him to go. But then when I thought about it, if it's something that he really wanted to do, I wouldn't want to deprive him of that experience. But maybe that's a that's a maturity that comes yeah. from being old. But couldn't you still have reached out to her when you were on this trip? Oh, I like, did. I'm sure you wanted to. Yeah. Oh, it sounds I, to me like no. She I mean, I talked to her like every day, but it just <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I just think, I just, think maybe I, you don't need to feel so guilty. Don't yeah. feel so guilty. I'll I've done want, worse man. things than Live that. Golly. You're next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what have you done? Yeah, what have you oh, done? Well, I, date, I think, I mean, I had several totally dysfunctional relationships where, I mean, and I was definitely a girl who led guys on and didn't think too much about it, particularly being Mormon and dating guys who were not Mormon. I was like very casual about it. And guys who, a couple guys who really liked me and I would let them feel that way, but not like them equally thinking, oh, I'm going to... I can't. I'm not going to be serious with you because I'm going to try to find a Mormon guy to date. So we can. I'm just having fun. I. I it was. I and was feel not. Like you, and you weren't upfront with them. No, I wasn't. But is, it, they, is it just you, you because you liked being liked, and then you would just keep stringing them along? It was that, and it was filler. Like I mean, someone to be around uh. because it wasn't that I didn't like them. It was just that I wasn't serious about yeah. it. And even if I would start having like strong feelings, I would just like well. Whatever. Like, I was just kind of rude. I was. And I feel bad about it now. And I've tried to reach out to those guys and be like, I'm really sorry that I was really immature and, you know, said that I really liked you when I would have dropped you in a second. I mean, I didn't tell them this. But in my mind, it was like, if I met a Mormon guy that I really, really, like, thought was potential, I would probably have dumped them. I don't know. It was just not healthy. Not healthy, and I'm totally guilty of it. And, and these were guys who were getting really emotionally involved, even though you were... Even like, though, they and knew I would that you tell weren't going to sleep with them. I would tell them, nothing can really happen. Nothing, you know, right. we're not going to sleep Nick-mos. together. Yeah. That's some Mormon slang we learned. <laughs> Non-committal make-out. Non-committal make-out, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, and I also was, in, were, was on the other end of that dating other guys where I really, really liked them and then got crushed and then I would just feel bad about myself. And then, I mean, I think I've, I've done a lot of soul searching in this dating thing and I, I made lots of mistakes. And so I, I feel for anybody who gets trapped in bad relationships on either side. So I don't know. All right. Now I have a new question because you both of you have men in your lives. Um, if a guy comes up and talks to you, how soon before you mention that you have a guy like in your life i just put my hand over my yeah, face <laughs> my ring like doesn't necessarily um, work well yeah because because <laughs> uh, I, I there are countless times where i've talked to a girl and then she's like and then like after about an hour or two all right boyfriend's picking me up bye what or like you know something like that where she's like there should be some sort of rule where i after, oh. in about two minutes say oh my fiance daniel <laughs> even if you're not engaged <laughs> to him yeah, um i think i Oftentimes, I'll be talking to someone, a guy, and let's say I'm enjoying talking to him, and I will want to refer to something where I would naturally refer to Daniel, but then I stop myself because I don't want him, this person, to feel like I'm suggesting that he's hitting on me and I have to like Uh, pour water on it. So then I just end up being like, oh, my friend, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Sorry, Daniel. Um, (laughs) It's awkward. It never is going to lead anywhere, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I remember one time, a long time ago, uh, I met this girl at a bar, and we were hitting it off, and then she's a hairdresser, so she's like, oh, I need to do your hair, and she's running her fingers through my hair, like, I'm in, basically, my like, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. in, yeah. and then uh, and she's like, you should, uh, you know, if you want to come over about to my salon and get your hair cut, uh, you know, let's hang out, I was like, okay, so I, like, that sounds like a date, I totally, that absolutely okay, wait. does, so I'm like, all right, so I call her up the next week, I go to her salon, I'm sitting in the chair, she does about two snips. Yeah, so my boyfriend and I are going to Europe next month. 
and I'm just sitting here like you bitch. Like I have to like, <laughs> I have to, like sit here now and get my hair cut and pay You're for trapped. it. Yeah, wow. like, she suckered you into paying f- for yeah, a haircut. What yep. was that? That's her used. scam. I That's totally her scam. Got you. You got used. Good marketing. <laughs> it, it worked. See, but. it's interesting because back in the day when a guy would mention his girlfriend to me. I never wanted to assume that was him trying to send me a message. Yeah. But then it, now I'm wondering if it was. Well, I don't care if you're if you're worried about sending the message. Send the message, ladies. Send send the message. Well, honestly, I'm yeah, not in that many subtle. situations where this is a problem just because I don't go out that much. But like, I guess the only time it comes up is like at comedy clubs. But then typically in your in my act, something will you know I'll say something and then. Everybody knows. So that's a yeah. nice way out of yeah, the whole situation. I kind of, yeah, same thing. I assume people know because they listen – well, I shouldn't assume everyone listens to the podcast. But in any sort of Adam Carolla or my show setting, I assume people know just because I talk about right. my life. Yeah. So but. otherwise, I'm not like out really talking to people, I guess. I don't know. So you would – so you – it makes sense what you're saying. You would rather that the woman just say it right up front. You're not You're not going to do what I think a girl might do, which is be like, why did you feel the need to tell me? Did you feel like I was hitting on you? Yeah. No. Yeah, you no. just appreciate it. Say it. No. Say it. Great. Say it. Yeah. Let's guys are so different. I forget. Yeah. It's information. I didn't even think about that like that, yeah, of that no. feeling. You guys don't internalize it and turn no. it into no. a mean girl no, scenario. I would, yeah, I would <laughs> totally be like, what, what did he think I was trying Excuse to suggest? Excuse me? Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, guys, do it within the first five so minutes. Guys are so awesome that just, way. Just I'm somehow just, just hint at it yeah. in the first five minutes and then yeah. – and it'll be fine. I'll still talk to you. I'll still exactly. humor you for the next two before I walk away. I've had the opposite though. I've had a friend of mine – who's a girl comedian, we we did a show together recently and she was telling me about an experience she had in an open mic recently where she, this guy had been talking to her before and then she went on stage and talked about how she had just gotten married and did her whole bit about it and he left halfway through her set and was like, well, pfft. She's married. This isn't going to be funny. And said that out loud. What's the point of her being a hot comedian if she's married? Like, he was really rude about it. Wow. So it sounds like a catch. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a real catch. But I'm just, I feel there like is, there's there a certain is some... mentality to that. Like, you know, like, all, all like, you know, f- I'm sure like all the guys who are like in boy bands in the 90s, like, you know, their manager's like, don't tell him you have a girlfriend. Yeah, and totally. Stuff like that. Cause it totally That's ch- true. Like, if, if, uh, if John Mayer got married, I'm sure his fan base would diminish, mm-hmm. like, significantly. Well, that was something I'm, – I'm not um, at John Mayer level. But it's <laughs> – oh, sorry. Go but ahead. But I had – I mean, I sort of – I my such a big part of my identity for so long was that I'm sing- – I mean, there's even the dating experiment song. Remember Jenna Jenna knows yes. from my Ustream show? Um, a, you know, I would talk a lot about being single and being hesitant to date and all that. So then all of a sudden when I was in a relationship, I it was – and now engaged, has, there's been an adjustment period towards Huge. figuring out how to talk about – because also it's, it's, it's easier for me to talk about myself and my life and guys I date who are kind of faceless, nameless. But then there's this question of, well, how much do I talk about Daniel? He's a really private person and I'm not a private person at all. Do you, now, this is like my whole <laughs> your life. year. This whole last year, I am like – everything you're saying, I'm like, yes. It is so – my husband's super private. Um, I, you know, so I have to do this balance of like, what do I say? What do I not say? And I always run jokes by him. I'm like, do you mind if I say this? Can I, you know, but not because he'd be mad, but just because I want to respect that, you know, personality trait of his. But, um, 
I noticed a big shift in fans. Mm-hmm. in like the difference of people coming to my shows and I had to write like a whole new half hour of material because I could no longer do any stuff. of my single stuff and <laughs> it's like this weird transition of life and I used to make so many jokes about being like a you know weird single girl and so I totally feel the adjustment and it's hard and it takes a while to kind of figure out okay who am I now yes I just feel I'm just now I'm just old <laughs> that just makes I me feel, feel old. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> Why do you guys like um, care about so much of? I mean, you should care about the privacy of your significant other. But I mean, um, I don't think like a lot of people like say recognize Daniel if he was at the show, would they? So if if you said something about Daniel, like how many heads would actually turn? I've made that argument. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've said with everyone because. Because with my because um, his Twitter picture doesn't even have his picture. right with my but but with my my sister and my parents as well, um, and I do have brothers, but they they haven't uh, ever weighed in on me talking about them. Um, but yeah, with my sister and my parents, I and they are they have varying degrees of how private they are as well. And my my thing is always, but no one's gonna know that it's you. Like people aren't gonna make all these connections, but. They never look at it that way. It's right. always mm-hmm. just, but I know, and I feel uncomfortable right. with, with whatever being out uh, there. Yeah. Do you have people in your in your life who want you to be private regarding them? I fortunately have not had that experience. Um, and my last girlfriend lived in another country, so there was very little chance of her ever yeah. catching wind of anything. Not that I really talked about her publicly that much, although it did come up on the Corolla show. Right. And I felt a little odd talking about it as honestly as I did, but – I wouldn't mind if she heard it. I don't think it would have made a difference one way or the other, just speaking honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like especially in this profession, when you're on mic all day, you should choose somebody who you know is going to be okay right. with you talking about them because that's your career. That's part of who you are, you know? Right. Well, and that's the thing about my husband, though. It's not so much like don't talk about – like he doesn't get mad about it. It's just I don't want to – I don't know. You don't want to make throw them feel everything weird. out there. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. So you pick and choose, and I have funny stuff in my bit that you know make fun of him and make fun of me. So it, it's just about ba- a new balance that you're not used to because before it was all about you and you did exactly what you wanted, <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> now there's someone else in the equation who you know you suddenly are like, wait a minute, this is different now. You know, right. I have to think about someone else and I, not just what I want to do. I think the context is also different. You're not talking about an ex-husband. Like right. Your ex-husband has every right to be upset at you for, you know, talking shit about them. But right. I don't think if you're teasing your husband on stage, that's not the same thing Absolutely as not. you yeah. saying what a dickhead this other guy <laughs> was. <laughs> exactly. If you started saying that, then fine, you know. Right, right. And actually my uh my uncle's wife, who I guess is my aunt, she's a stand-up comedian and she changed her husband's name. Yeah. And she so much of her act is about my uncle, but you wouldn't know it because he's got a different name. So that was her way of idea. kind of getting around that. How does he feel about that, though? I think he's okay with it because he knows and he loves his wife because she does those things. Right. Yeah, right. I think it's an, it's always an adjustment for the other person because I know that Daniel is now – he just – because the beginning it was like here are the things that I – I think I would be uncomfortable if you talked about it. And I was driving myself crazy trying to figure out, like, does this fit into that category and blah, 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 blah. And then now it's just, oh, I trust you. You know what would bother me. And really the only things that would bother him are things that I would never say. Totally. You know, it's like these yeah. things where it's like I, it's like I would never be – like talking to a friend. Be, yeah. I would never be tempted to talk about – I think things that would make him feel like I'm 
just like shitty th- – it's like I would never say shitty things about you. Right. Anyway. Right. So, so I can understand why you wouldn't want me to though, but I wouldn't. So because yeah. I don't think that. But you learn that and like I I mean we've been married for almost a year now. And so I feel like I'm totally more relaxed about it. And I definitely am finally finding that footing of like the balance in my act about, you know, family and marriage and just any other thing I want to talk about. So it, it works out. You'll be okay. Question. <laughs> Jenna, You uh, going back, you said that you would – these guys that you felt like you had uh, not treated that kindly, you wanted to reach out to them and apologize. Did you do that and how did I that go? I have done some – it usually doesn't go that well. But <laughs> at some point you have to say like, well, I reached out and I said sorry, so I'm going to stop feeling bad about it. You know what I yeah. mean? At some point, whether or not they accept the apology – you have to move on. But is, is the apology more for you to feel some sort of closure or you're like – Well, I genuinely felt bad. So I I would hope that – I mean obviously it is a little bit for me. I'm not going to say no, it's not. But I genuinely felt bad, it's particularly one guy and I've apologized to him many times. Um, Stop bringing it up. <laughs> but he uh, – I think – I don't know if he ever really accepted it, but I know that at least I did that. Yeah. You know, he can't say, well, she did this terrible thing to me and never said sorry, you know, and so maybe it is more mm-hmm. for me. I received an email but- from someone who had um, led me on basically uh, and then hunkered down with one of my friends and uh, and had also been hunkering down with her at the time that he was leading me on. But I didn't know because she and I weren't really friends at this point. Crazy days. <laughs> I know. Drama, drama, drama. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I received an email from him and where he apologized for his behavior like a couple of years before and said that I had really deserved better. But he I, – I forget exactly how he said it. Um, you know, and, and he feels like that behavior wasn't really who he is and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't – I didn't really – have any ill will towards him anyway but I was actually just thinking about this the other day I was thinking that it, that was a really a really I thought cool thing of him to do and I yeah. appreciated that effort but at the time I wrote back and I said you know I could sense that you were going through something at the time anyway and I, I, I was never really upset with you but I appreciate you saying this right so yeah I mean I guess it just depends I'm glad it made you feel better that makes me feel better yeah. but I don't want you guys to think I was like some huge jerk I you just was immature <laughs> and and uh, didn't understand I, I don't think I was just I just didn't understand relationships that well because I had never really had a great one it's hard to they're, they're really hard to figure out yeah I think. so the apology that comes years later like you're okay with because like to me like if I ran into that girl that I um, pre- previously mentioned, um, like she hated me. Like you know, all our major friends. Like, oh yeah, she she hates you, man. Like, don't go, oh, no. don't go near. And then, um, so if I ever ran into her again, and if I, I'm, I always have this like thing in my head where it's, oh hey, you know, I'm really sorry about doing that. Like that was really wrong, and I realize that now. And then it's it feels more selfish of me to say that. Like, oh, I'm just doing that so I can <laughs> right. move on with my life. Not like I, I really don't know how to. She how might to, appreciate it I though. Feel, yeah, she can't hate you more. That's the thing. That's and who cares That's if she does, news, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I don't know. I think that that would be a fine thing to say. I think. If you, and if listeners, if you feel differently, let us know. What do you think, Gary? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much downside to saying that. All right. I mean, 
Uh, you know, you know. Last week I, I made a great book recommendation, and since then my email has just been flooding. Matt, give us more book recommendations. We can't wait for more lessons to learn yeah. from <laughs> books that you've read. So I'm just going to say this entire situation was detailed in a great book called High Fidelity, oh. which was made to move with John Cusack, but the book's actually movie. better. The book's a little bit better. Okay. But it's about a guy who is in a horrible place in his romantic life, and he decides that he's going to go back and visit the five top five heartbreaks of his life and apologize to those girls and find out what went wrong. And as you read the book, you learn for him it's just more a selfish journey, and he mm-hmm. just needs to kind of learn to get over it himself. Um, so people going through there, again, click through Allison's site. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I guess that's that. by Nick Hornby. Feel, Great I, book. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I get how it can feel like a selfish thing, but I do think when you when you genuinely feel bad about something that an apology is in order. Okay, I mean things that things that I've been. It depends on what the thing is that you feel the person did to you. Yeah, I don't know why apologizing just feels so selfish to me. Like, I mean, I'll I'll say sorry immediately, but like the the long the wait for the long apology. Well, did you ever apologize at the time? No. I mean, I think that. If if something happened a long time ago and if I'm still upset about it, it's usually or, – or rather the thing that prevents me from getting over something is usually this feeling that the person ne- never understood why I was upset to begin with and they don't understand how the thing made me feel. So once the person is like, I'm so sorry, I, I get that you feel this way or whatever. Once I feel like they understand, then I'm just like, OK, great. Thank you. It's when – it's when the the person won't admit they did something wrong or right. just doesn't want to hear how you feel about it that that's that's when I don't I can't get closure about something usually. Yeah, cuz you feel like you don't really know what you're talking about yeah. or what you're actually apologizing for. Right. Or right? You, or you see it differently. Right. Which you have a right to, but it's unpleasant when it happens. Yeah, I don't. I, Either I think way, it'll be it's okay. terrible. Let us know what happens. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call her. <laughs> I wonder though, is it something that Chris, you think that she's still thinking about? Because no, see, I don't want to reignite that memory. Yeah, well, probably so, it was not. So yet. Long yeah. ago. That is what makes the apologizing feel like it's something selfish. Yeah, it's something that you are personally obsessed about or obsessing but she over. But isn't. she probably give I'm a not fuck about obsessed. It. I know you're not. I meant that. Well, in this context okay. Of this I'm thinking about it, that's all. <laughs> so Rhett Reese was a guest on my podcast like a year ago. Is that right? Um, and he and I had uh, Rhett Reese was um, GI Joe and what are his? I'm forgetting his other big credits, but he has a bunch of of big ones. Uh, he's a screenwriter and producer. He created the Joe Schmo Show, which is nice. like my favorite show. Anyway, he and I briefly dated, and I always felt bad about that because he lived in california i lived in new york at the time he did like zombie land and yes zombie land that's right dinosaur um and what a talent he he is super yeah Yeah. really talented um and yeah he he wrote zombie well co-wrote zombie land so anyway i lived in new york he lived in california and i he flew out a few times and visited me and i just i don't think i was ever I feel like I let him on. Like I, I had this sense that I don't know how I can make this work because 
in order for us to really have a relationship, we, we have to be able to casually spend a lot of time around each other. This thing where he flies into town and we have two days to like really hang out is – it wasn't – and plus I – like all sorts of shit was going on in my own life and things were fucked up. I was fucked up. Um, but I don't think that I ever really explained how I felt or was clear with him. I, I don't know. I just was kind of um, – I wasn't a really – straightforward responsible human being and I have always always felt bad about it and I've always it's the kind of thing where I think either I've apologized a bunch of times or I haven't apologized at all because I've crafted the email in my head so very many times and I can't tell if I sent it or not and then I decided if you can't tell if you sent it or not you probably didn't except that then with someone else something that was very very minor I searched and I'm like I had emailed them anyway though um, (laughs) but with him so then when he came on the show and this might have been very selfish. I apologized on the show. And he really just kind of brushed it off like, oh, that, you know, that's nice, but you don't have to apologize. But I don't know if that was the truth or not, though. It seemed like but – but then it made me think, oh, now, I, now I'm the asshole who's still like ruminating about this thing, right. thinking I was much more important in your life than I really was. Yes. Well, and that's the other thing you have to get over. That's why I'm saying like once you say sorry, you got to move on because they're going to – they don't care. You know what I mean? Like, but it then, and then I feel like it's just like, oh, well, I said I'm sorry. Like, and then, you know, the how insincere that sounds. I think you're over. Yeah, you are. But that's because you're a really good person and that's you feel true. bad about what happened. Great boyfriend, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone thinks I'm a huge jerk now. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm not no, a jerk. No, I don't think so. Uh, we don't feel that way. I don't Thank th- it's you. Hard. I speak for I all men, I feel like by you way. have to have. <laughs> <laughs> you have Gary to disagrees. have. <laughs> just Gary <laughs> thinks you're a dick. I, no, I just don't men, want you speaking for all men. I, I did get dumped too, more than I did the dumping. So let's you, get no, real. So you, you, you don't sound bad either. Like you don't sound <laughs> okay. Good bad at all. You you're not responsible for someone else's feelings. That's True. the thing, and and I mean that's a that's a question I think that comes up in early dating, which is, let's say you're aware that this other person likes you more than you like them. Is it your duty to break up with them because that's not what they're going to want? Right. And I don't know. Well, I don't know the truth. Yeah. I don't. I think it it depends because you know feelings can change as well. So I mm-hmm. think that there's nothing wrong with getting to know someone and figuring out whether you like them. It sounds like, but then you figure it out and kept going. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. He was uh, the other thing I have to remember too, and I can't. I've never talked to any. I don't talk about these kinds of things. But he was much older than me, and. Um, when I look back on it, I feel like I was a little bit manipulated by him because there was like, well, I'm older than you and I know better than you. Yeah. So mm. let me navigate this. And then when it turned out I didn't care about him as much as he cared about me, then it was my fault a little bit. You know what I mean? Where Right. But I do there was think some the manipulation with more there. life experience, the onus is on them a little bit more. Right. And I think, yeah. Well, there is that. So... There is that. I don't. I, I don't think you're a dick. <laughs> Thank you. I think Thank you're a you. good person. That's all I needed to hear. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> all right. We don't have that much time. Should we do fan phone call or should we do just me or everyone? I like just me or everyone's. No, no offense to your fans. I mean, unless you want to call one of them. You're called Allison. Your show. We're just here. Yeah, man. Definitely your call. I don't have an opinion. I'm not I like them to both. Drive the show we like haven't done is. a fan phone call in a while. <laughs> yeah, we, you just say you're not trying to drive me. the show like I am. Fuck I haven't done one since Fuck New York. York. Right. All right. Well, in that case, let's do. Sorry, Matt. Let's do no, fan phone call just because for Listen, the novelty of it. I'm really excited to talk to your fan. Fan phone call. Allison, what's that you want? Fan phone call. 
I'd like to point out that Matt said, I'm really excited to talk Fair to your fan. fan. <laughs> I have many fans. We're just going to be talking to one right now. I'm just trying to deflect the fact that people think Jenna might be a dick. I would like them to focus their energy on me. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. That's what so I'm here nice. for. <laughs> no, no, I'm a dick. I'm a dick. I'm yeah. nice. Yeah, we're dicks. Oh. <laughs> uh, but we're also great boyfriends. Great Ladies. boyfriends over here. <laughs> Some did you see what that girl wrote to me on Twitter about you guys? No, are they go as on. are they as cute in person as they sound on the <laughs> podcast? Oh, what'd you and say? I was like, I'll just favorite it to acknowledge <laughs> that I saw it. But you guys cuter. Whoever that girl is, they are cuter than they sound. Wait, is that rude? No, it's fine. No, is that how it no. works? No, we sound I like want it to be a compliment. People. You're cute. Thanks. Yes. Even right. though you looked at Chris when you said that, I'm going to say that. You're cute. You're cute. I pointed at both of them. You're cute, too. He's not here. No. There you go. <laughs> you going to leave a voicemail? You read Andrew Silver's voicemail. Please leave me a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Hello, Andrew. It's Allison Rosen from Allison Rosen is your new best friend. We were calling you as part of the fan phone call segment. I've jotted down a little note, which is that you're a short guy, but you say you sound huge. And I wanted to find out what that was about. But yes, from your voicemail, I would say you do sound tall. You guys, did you think you sounded tall? The tallest. Yeah, huge. Uh, I just want to point out, I think he was talking about something else. <gasps> I don't think so. <laughs> okay, just saying. I hope I didn't misinterpret. <laughs> wow, Matt. So anyway, Andrew, as you can tell, you missed out on talking to a bunch of us because it's a Thursday show. What a sad thing this is for you. But don't despair. (laughs) The internet thinks you've got a huge dick now, so you should be really excited. (laughs) Great. Okay, bye, Andrew. Have a great day. (laughs) And that is Fan Phone Call. Great. That was way better than just me or everyone. Sorry, I didn't know if you were calling for that. Oh no, that was, but I like that. that we should a, do that from now yeah, on. That was a good voicemail. I'm um, personally, <laughs> I'm terrible at leaving voicemails to where, uh, like, I can talk on the phone fine, but when I leave a voicemail, I get really weird. Yes, and, then, and I get bummed out. Like, it's like, oh hey, it's Chris. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna be in the area. <laughs> Call me back when you get I'll hang up. Like, I just want to end it as soon as possible. See, I. I overcompensate for wanting to end it as soon as possible. So then I just start yammering and I'm like, well, this is a really long – this is a re- – sorry, I'm leaving such a long voicemail. OK, bye. <laughs> I always comment on it on the voicemail. And I always say what time I and day I call, which is not necessary yeah. anymore. Well, people oh, still put funny. that as like leave your name, number. Yeah. Time you called. And a brief message. Yeah. Fuck you. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do. I try to take the brief thing to heart, but then I can't. It's it- hard. What does brief message really mean? Really, like a. I think it, yeah, name and number. Hi, this is Jenna. Call me back right now. But I also. I would rather know what the person's calling about if they're going to leave a voicemail. Agreed. I don't like just the, hey, it's so and so, call me back. Well, then I. So my my new message My imagination goes wild. Use them wisely. And then just have them, like, leave, like, just get to the point. Like I, I'm, at the, I'm so lazy. Like if I hear someone's uh, answering machine or voice, voicemail, outgoing message, like if it's not 
if it's not short enough, I won't even bother. You just hang up? Yeah, because it hang takes up, too long. Because then they'll, they'll be like, oh, hey, you've reached blah, 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 and you know, leave a message. Uh, and then it's like, you to leave a message for no, oh, you know, Erica, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then they'll say the full number. It just takes way too long. And I'm, I am that lazy. I get that. I, I won't leave a message anymore. Yeah. So it should just be like, leave a message, beep. And then you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever have zany outgoing messages? Because that was a big thing in college. Like you had the music you and the, the clever uh, thing you'd or say. Or what about the uh, hello? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I would always call you have every to say. time. Uh, Just kidding. We're not here right now. Leave <laughs> the message. Uh, can you, uh, that person's. When they would go to play their messages, it must have just been like, you got me. You got me, <laughs> yeah. dick. Well, you and got, it's like in half a voicemail, too, because someone's already right. started, you know, or like half uh, an hello? introduction. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, related to this, uh, producer Mike Lynch, who now lives in Boston, <laughs> he's, uh, oh my God. he's a therapist. And so his voicemail says, right. you know, this is Mike Lynch. Please leave a Michael. message. Michael Lynch. If this is emergency, please dial 911. And I know that I, I'm sure Gary yeah, and Chris, absolutely. all three of us are like, Mike, your message machine is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he's totally not calling the police. I thought like, it was a bit. Yeah, he's no, like, he, uh, <laughs> I'm supposed to put that because crazy people call me all day and yeah. they need to know to call 911. It was just so dead. Like, how you reach a voicemail, Michael Lynch? If there's an emergency, please dial 911. <laughs> yeah. And it oh just it sounded like a joke because that's like a, like a joke. Right? And and Mike's then, a funny guy. And then so I remember we all brought it to work. Hey, man, your voice is hilarious. <laughs> like, no, that, that's serious. I'm a therapist. I have to do that. <laughs> and then, oh, well, it's still funny. Yeah. What, what a terrible note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> but we must end. Um, just kidding. It was just a semi-shitty note to end on. I'm sure there's worse notes to end on. If Definitely. give it time, Chris's chair is going to break. Hurry and end it. i got to get out of here. Why are the chairs one by one destructing in this room? There's only one and it just – And I'm oh. sitting in it. It's broken. I see. I just that keep makes fixing sense. it. And, oh. But I, I'm not good enough to obviously properly fix it. Yeah, by fixing it. Gary means smashing it with a hammer until it doesn't make that sound anymore. I'm, that sound yeah. that's resourceful. It's therapeutic. It's true. That's I want to. I want to take a not whack a at it next time. OK. Not a joke. Um, what was that? That sounded like a chair fart. <laughs> that, that was a chair fart. Right. All right. I can, I can recreate it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, why not click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps the show. And we have a ringtone that's available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Get that by searching Hey, Go Fuck Yourself with your iPhone in the iTunes store. And special bonus episode available for $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. You can follow Gary on Twitter at GPatrickSmith. For Matt, you can go to ThereWillBeSpoilers.com. For Chris, you can go to at ChrisLoxamana. For Jenna, at Jenna Kim Jones. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at ARIYN. NBF, and you can email us ARIYMBF at adamcarolla.com. I love you guys. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen show.